I got to put this down then. DNP hurt feelings. Need the pen. D- DNP feelings hurt. DNP woke mob. Ooh, DNP well, canceled. You know what? I got it. DNP canceled right there. Uh, DNP canceled by the woke mob. Yes. Well, the other thing that's really nice about it is that Where's Aaron COVID... location? Oh, he's in the woke mob's cancel culture casket. <laughs> COVID has like torn apart some families, but it brought the Rogers together, which was really it sweet. Did. I thought it did. I think. Oh, that's a good. Uh, that's a good ad. I forgot Ed about Rogers. that. Ed, Ed Rogers. Rogers. Did you guys know that until yes before yesterday? I did no. not know Aaron Rodgers' dad's name. That's impressive. If someone said, "Hey, what do you think Ed Rogers' thoughts are?" on covid and i didn't know who ed rogers were i would have it i would assume it's the same thing even if i knew but like it. they're from california california is pretty red depending on where you are i guess you're right there's a lot of places no politics there. on this podcast I didn't we're say not it. on the podcast right now well it's recording well are we ready you gotta you edit, edit these out. random <laughs> conversations out because it's been no. a whole minute <laughs> i love it i love it so much when it's a random conversation that just goes into the podcast all right ready Three, two. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and with me, as always, Bill, aka, I guess we're back to Big Willie, or are you still the CEO of the Woke Mob? I well, I mean, I've never stopped being the CEO, but you know, I I I think we were kind of we've moved past that. Uh, that was kind of all in last week, so I'm I'm now back to being just good old Big Willie. I like that. All right, Big Willie with us, and to take his second tiny victory lap. I don't really know what he's here for specifically, but we do have our other co-host, our resident Bears fan, Germ. That is leader of the Jordan Jordan Love fan club to you, sir. Oh. <laughs> oh, leader of the Jordan Love fan club. First round pick. Nice. Okay, I like that. So we are going to recap what happened a little bit from last week. Uh, Jordan Love's first appearance. And then I guess we're going to talk about the OBJ stuff. Uh, we're going to go through uh, this week's game. We're going to preview the Packers playing at home against the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson coming back. Rodgers is probably coming back. More guys are coming back. I'm going to be at the game, and I have never uh, lost a game that I've been to in Green Bay. So, uh, and as always, we'll end up, we'll end by talking what we're afraid of. But let's start with last week, the Packers lost to the Chiefs 13-7. to The special teams was special. Bill... I want to hear your biggest takeaway from the game. Uh, my biggest takeaway, this, this might be a hot take uh, because it's very, this might be, it's very dis, uh, divisive, but I don't think Jordan Love was that bad. I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not saying he was like really like, okay, we got to start him immediately. Like we're done with Rodgers, but like, I don't know, a lot of people saying he was, like, dog shit unplayable, like, trade him immediately, leave him in Kansas City. I don't think he was that Troy bad. Aikman wanted to rip his head off. Dude, that is one of the best things that... Okay, we have a couple of things to talk about on this front. Number one, Troy Aikman has been saying some very sexual things on broadcast. I don't know if you've caught this. I have not. I have not. Uh, so, I, he used the phrase, get in there, big boy. 
uh, yes. a couple weeks ago. And then last night, or Thursday night football, Troy Aikman, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was like Lamar Jackson hasn't seen a hole that big and he just couldn't get get it squeezed through there and he's probably thinking come on and i'm like what is happening <laughs> right now that one. oh my god so anyways yeah uh aikman was a massive critic he was not a part of jeremy's jordan love fan club uh he was really harsh <laughs> on jordan love i mean jordan love like threw a first like threw a there was a screenplay. It was supposed to be a screenplay. The screen got blown up. Jordan Love makes the correct decision and hits Devontae Adams on an inbreaker across the middle of the field. Devontae Adams gets tackled short of the first down. Good throw. And Troy Aikman's like, if you would have let him a little bit more, he may have got a first down. I'm like, what is happening right now? Oh, my God. I think God. Troy, with a little bit more age and a little bit more, a little less care to for his job like he's he's safe his job is not hot he is the coldest seat in the world next to joe buck they're not going anywhere he can say whatever he wants and his patience for bad quarterbacks is growing thinner and thinner with every snap <laughs> <laughs> it's like the manning cast have you ever seen peyton manning just like almost have a heart attack watching bad quarterback play right why why would you call a timeout oh like he's just so angry and that actually Everybody loves the Manning cast, and I kind of agree. It's pretty fun, but for what it is, it's only only for what it is. I think Peyton is talking himself out of an actual Monday Night Football booth spot. He wouldn't be able to contain himself. I think he would get to just he would lose his broadcaster voice, and he would just start yelling at bad quarterbacks. Yes, yes. Um, so, Jeremy, do you agree with Bill's uh, uh, prognosis? As the leader of the Jordan Love fan club, how did you feel the first start went as a Bears bad. fan? He was bad. I've seen that game a thousand times. Uh, the only thing I really have to say is that it's not that that's not correctable. He was real bad, except for he had like a year and a half to prepare for this one start and he looked bad. So that was like, no bueno. I mean, I've seen that game from people who waited four weeks and like half a season or two games or just started right away like this guy had some time and it was kind of discouraging to see that against that defense he didn't really have much of an answer but one thing I will say that I have a lot of experience in that Bill texted towards the end of the game because the offensive line was supposedly they were not playing well Spags was sending a lot of blitzes and he could not pick them up and Bill said something to the extent of the offensive line cannot pick up a blitz today. And I'm like, well, Bill, that's Jordan Love's job. Like, that's that's quarterback's job. He's like, what, to block for himself? I'm like, no, he has to, like, call out protections and, like, move in the pocket. I'm like, oh, you guys have never had a bad quarterback. Your offensive line is always good because he's <laughs> always picking out who's blitzing and where to go and sliding in the pocket. That is what bad quarterbacks look like, fellas. They are supposed to tell you where the blitzes are coming from, but the offensive line is supposed to move accordingly. Can we talk about one other thing on that point? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Bill. I I listened to Peter Bukowski yesterday, and he mentioned that the Chiefs blitz like 51% of the time, and a lot of it was like six- and seven-man rushes, and he said, if you're blaming that on Jordan Love, you don't know what you're watching. Well, I did hear that somewhat too, where Spags was like, "Look, we're just gonna blitz the shit out of this guy because he'll just—he'll never know what's coming." So, can we also talk about speaking of when Jeremy? It reminded me. Jeremy goes, 
You guys, oh, you guys have never had a bad quarterback. You don't know what that looks like. Uh, I found out something on Sunday that I don't know if you guys noticed, but Devontae Adams had his first experience with a bad quarterback, and he did not like it. My <laughs> dude's body language was so bad. He was like, I was like, oh, poor Devontae. You finally don't have a good quarterback. Oh, I'm like, what is that? Everyone, I was telling people, when we get to OBJ, we'll talk about this a little bit more, but everyone's like, OBJ is going to be a problem. And it's like, no, man, when you have a quarterback that can throw you the football, it's not a problem because I have come to the conclusion that Devontae Adams is a diva. And he just is, <laughs> he's just a diva with a good quarterback. And so the quarterback gets him the ball because my dude was, I mean, he. there were multiple times where he was, do you remember that play? that or two uh, specifically. There, so one of the ones that comes to my mind, and I want to hear yours. Do you remember the hilarious play when Jay Cutler was in Miami and they had him line up as a wide receiver and he just didn't move? Well, there was a time when Devontae Adams went in motion and went to go like get set and his body language was as bad as Jay Cutler's when he was getting set. I, I was like, whoa, this man, it, this man is like so upset that Jordan Love is the quarterback right now. I cannot imagine what it would be like if he, if his quarterback was like, uh, I don't know, uh, Trevor Lawrence. I have no, like a bat, someone who's been bad this year. I have no idea. It was surprising to me that Devontae was such a diva. But what was the other play you saw? It was two specific ones on each sideline. They were just, they were just go balls. First one was just overthrown by like 15 yards, and he just kind of was like, oh, like uh, not, not bad. Like we'll just, we'll get the next one. He's blitz, and then the underthrown interception where he's like, God damn it, <laughs> dude. <laughs> he's like, I had a whole step on him, and he just, uh, God. He's like, you just laid it up. Yeah. He's so angry. He's like, I'm open. Every single time down the field, <laughs> we're we're gonna see we're gonna see Devonta Adams' dad post a YouTube video of all the times he was open last week. Do you guys think he's just mad at Jordan Love specifically because he played with Brett Hundley for like half a season and he was really good with Brett Hundley? Like he carried that offense. That's I a think good question. He was just like upset at the game again. Like I've seen this game before. Your defense is put in the hurt on a not good offense it's 13 points and you're only scoring six and you're constantly just getting overthrown like it's just it gets Seven. frustrating even the the greatest players who don't whine or complain at all and just like play football they just get pissed yeah <laughs> dude that's right just get me it somewhere that's not to them yeah <laughs> so uh any other oh let's talk quickly uh and then we're gonna move to obj so we can get to the, to the upcoming game when are the Packers ever going to figure out how special teams works? Never. It's crazy. It, it it blows my mind that year after year after year, there is a specific problem. And somehow... But it, it's not a specific problem. It's like it changes, like, game to game. I just don't <laughs> understand we're how... Gonna, we're not... It's like... It's like uh, the Arizona game or whatever, it was like, okay, we're just not going to be able to field punts. And then it was like a Chiefs game. It's like, okay, we're just not going to be able to block for a field goal kicker. And then it was like, it's just like, and then like generally we're just not going to be able to uh, cover kickoff returns. And <laughs> Helen woke up during the game because obviously she fell asleep. And I, it was, she woke up right before the punt that, um, that Amari Rogers 
muffed, but luckily recovered. And I was like, the special teams has been really bad. And I was like, but you know, like we're it's still in this game. Keep happening, right? It just can't keep happening. It it's like a, a, a comedy of errors over and over and over again. Where when Amari Rogers muffed that football, I literally laughed out loud. I was like, this truly cannot be happening. My <laughs> eyes just got really big. I'm like, oh my god, what's my <laughs> right now? There's no way this can happen again. It's honestly like watching the Vikings be up by 10 points in the fourth quarter. You're like, well, the Ravens, like, they're not, they can't, the Vikings aren't going to blow this again, are they? Right, right. Well, you know that they very well could. It is in, so, so walk me through where you were at, Bill, during the, okay, so what the three things that happened, you have the, the first missed field goal, which supposedly the the laces need to be turned all the way around. You have the second missed field goal. I mean, it was, it was not a good hold. Yeah, yes. the ball's on Crosby to get on the holder. Yes, uh, the second so missed field he goal. At him. He was barking at him on the sideline. Was blocked. And then you have the punt that bounces off Malik Taylor's foot. And then you have the Amari Rogers muffed punt. Diagnose the problem for us, Bill. What is happening? Don't know. Are we going to fire our special teams coordinator again? At some point, like, you go, okay, this is like our third coordinator in like, what, four years? Like, well, I mean, sometimes you just need a player who isn't afraid to feel the punt. So, or like, can, can do it. That's, back there? Yeah, do anything. Somebody that can catch like, it. Do you guys like, remember? Did that before? Do you guys remember last year or two years ago? I don't know. They all run together for me. When the Bears signed Ted Ginn Jr. just because we were like running out of kick returners. Oh, it was last year. Tariq Cohen got hurt. They signed Ted Ginn Jr. that he was only on the team for a couple weeks, and they cut him the very next morning after a Sunday night game against the Rams because he just wouldn't field punts, and we were getting down inside the 10 every single time they kicked. He just wouldn't touch it. There was a point in the game where I was like, just go into a base 3-4 and just let them punt it, and we'll just go on offense, which we're not going to do anything anyways. Our best chance to score in that game was to get a turnover that, like, went for six, like a pick six, like a house. This is so funny. This is so funny. Do you guys, do you you hear yourself? I hear, I know exactly what I sound like. I know what I exactly, I sound like a Bears fan. This is so funny. (laughs) So, okay. This whole new world you've never experienced. Like, we just need to pick six. Like, that's the only thing we we need to pick six. (laughs) Right now, Jeremy is that uh, James Franco meme with the news around his neck, and he's like, first time? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, let's talk about the OBJ stuff. So, uh, again, like, like we're talking about things that continue to repeat themselves. The Packers were a favorite for a free agent, and favorite. I got my hopes up again. And it turns out that this free agent did not sign with the Packers because the free agent never signs with the Packers. And OBJ is now a Los Angeles Ram. Bill, I know you want to walk through my emotions during the week of OBJ, but I want to go through yours because you seem to be the rational consumer here. That's me. That's why I actually went for his Halloween. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I have given up on um, What's the word? Uh, being hopeful. Okay. Free agent signing. Okay. <laughs> or trades. Of that, you know, of basically of, of names, I should say. Um, 
I was I was not I'm just not gonna go through the uh, the rigmarole of getting my hopes up for nothing. And I've been trying to I've been trying to tell you this. You know, I'm not gonna listen. It. That's fine. We did it. We went through it with uh, Stefan Gilmore. Went through it with OBJ. Who else? Because there was a couple other guys. Everyone. Yeah, but I feel like this season in particular, it's been there's been a couple dudes. So we have the Stefan so. Gilmore thing that happened. You're right there. We had the uh, the OBJ, and last year it was uh, it was uh, the uh, the wide receiver that went to Miami, Will Fuller, and those are the three so that was all. That was all you. I don't. There was not I, Will Fuller. I mean, again, you keep bringing him up. You're like a I don't know, man. If you search Will Fuller, like free agents 2020, there's a lot of stuff. Or just like Packers top free agent, he's always the picture on like the cover of the article. Yeah, but like I feel like that's that's more like like I feel like maybe it's just me, but I feel like on Packers Twitter, it's not that one's a little less like unanimous as opposed to like everyone was like we need to get OBJ. Like everyone's like yeah. We yeah, need to get I guess the Will Fuller thing wasn't exactly everybody saying we need this guy, but he was the only person being talked about. It's like we don't need him. We do need him. We don't like it was just Will Fuller was sure. the only free agent they were going to or not going to get. Didn't he like immediately get suspended? Yeah, PD. Yep, right when he did, I'm like, "Hey Mike, he got suspended. Did you see that?" <laughs> like, He's like, "Don't care. Yeah, like, Still want him." <laughs> so, okay, um yeah. Now, this my favorite part of the entire process was the five to ten minutes where Schefter had tweeted that he was going to the Rams, and then a bunch of other people came out and were like, "He's still choosing between the Packers and the Rams." Because Packers Twitter and this podcast specifically, it didn't even matter. He could have signed with anyone but the Rams at that point, just so Adam Schefter would have to eat shit. Yeah, it would have been pretty funny. It oh, really my would've. God. It would have been a capped-off bad week for Shefty. And the best part is he recognized that, and he tripled down on he his was, little thing. He, he, was, he was tripling down so hard that he spelt Cooper Cup, Copper Cup. He had to type so fast. He was like, nope. <laughs> Here's like, Monday Night Football, he, 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 Niners, he, he, Rams. right he had to be. Because, you know, normally guys, even, you know, with the tweets, like, they'll, they'll delete it and... Get the spelling right and then resend it out. But it's like he was getting he was getting too many likes. He was he he, he was overdosing on the clout. He couldn't delete it. <laughs> and then to send it all, like he did the one in between the Monday Night Football Rams Niners. And then yeah, I was like, what is happening? Like, as it chosen, there was like the, the Rams took the thing off of the website. Right after that, he goes Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., Robert Woods. <laughs> Just no, this is happening. I or when he when he quote tweeted LeBron James and said yes sir. Like, oh my god, doing? that was the that was the kicker. I could have injected LeBron. that 15 minutes into my veins. Yes, it sir. was so much fun. <laughs> I'm just Can at we work. Talk about how bad a couple of weeks Adam Schefter has had. Yeah, he's had a, he's had a rough couple of weeks. Well, like, I think the really industry cool of the newsbreakers having a rough time. Like, the Shams, Ben Simmons stuff is all just a crock of shit. Like, it's all just bad journalism because it's not journalism. It's just really weird. A lot of Woj stuff, did you too. Guys see, did you guys see he had to, uh, Adam Schefter had to um, apologize for the way he framed the Delvin Cook stuff? He should have! He just... Well, he <sighs> did. 
but like, like was bad. you don't see that very often. No, you don't. Like, but that's... it was that bad. Uh huh. He just dropped a bomb then... early in the morning. Like Dalvin Cook is a victim of sexual or like of domestic abuse and like armed robbery almost. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah. what does that mean? Oh, it means he beat the shit out of his girlfriend. Yeah, it was very obvious. Like, you know, I mean, I, yeah, there's both sides. I, we don't need to get into that because there's, you know, two, two sides to that. But yeah, it was a very bad look by him. Um, and also, can we? T- I want to talk about this, uh, the Jordan Schultz guy that his tweets have been going around Packers Twitter a lot. Yeah, is it um, because he has a check mark that I believed him? Because I didn't know anything about it. Yes. Yes, this dude, his claim to fame is being the son of the CEO of Starbucks. That's it. <laughs> he's a newsbreaker. He's he, like Arthur Smith, not, except for he's like not good at his job, whatever his job is. He, he doesn't even have, right, that's the thing. It's like, what, what is his platform? Like, he's not like an ESPN guy. He's not on TV as far as I know. No. He's like, yeah, a lot of athletes come into Starbucks. They give me the scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Like he was the he, he like he like scooped everyone on the on the Sarver stuff like a couple weeks ago. He's like, yeah, this story's gonna come out, and they were like, a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Like, we're not ready to release this yet. That's why we haven't done it. And now we've got this. Now you're letting like the sons, you know, get out in front of this. Take the yeah, I had to yeah, see an ESPN update saying that they're expecting a release on the like Sarver investigation. Like, wait, what? Right. Okay, you guys ready to talk about this ball game? Yes. Let's talk about this game. The Seahawks are coming into Green Bay. Russell Wilson is back. Aaron Rodgers is expected to be back. And per Adam the, Schefter. Per Adam Schefter. Uh, so we'll <laughs> wait on someone else to confirm that. But um, for some reason... Russell Wilson, there are a couple things I want to talk about in this game. Number one, uh, we didn't talk enough in the recap about our defense being actually good. Uh, Number two, I want to talk about why Russell Wilson has been so historically bad in Green Bay. And then number three, I want to talk about what we're expecting from the Packers. Does it matter that Aaron Rodgers missed a week of practice? Um, and then we'll talk about what we're afraid of. Okay, so let's start with our defense. For some reason, somehow, good. This defense is good. It, I I almost like like a beaten dog. I am nervous to actually believe in this thing. I am so scared that this has been kind of a crock where we've been getting lucky over and over and over again, and that this defense isn't actually good. But it seems like they're good. Well, Mike, I'm going to help walk you through this. And I just thought of this now. Like, let's see, where, how did we get to this point? I just want to see where we got here or how we got here and then when you think it'll all come to critical mass. So let's look at your last couple games. I would say you really started to believe last week, right? Or two weeks ago, Thursday, against that Cardinals team, right? That yep, had to be, yep. have been the game where you're like, hey, maybe we're good. I mean, me, I just chalk it up to Thursday night being weird and Cliff Kingsbury not being a very good coach, even though he might be. Uh, the week before, Washington held him to 10 points. All uh, those, like, red zone turnovers, though. Like, Heineke sliding before the end zone. You're like, this is all weird stuff. 
Yeah, weird. I was like, that's just that's this is just a Packer game, and I'm done watching it. Uh, you played the Bears. Congratulations, you helped them to two touchdowns. Nice job <laughs> there. The Bengals, 22 points. They're kind of fraudulent. Should have lost that game too. <laughs> Steelers, 17. Sounds about right. And then we're all the way back to the Niners game, which feels like a whole season ago. We're at yeah. that point in the season where some of these games just feel so long ago. Uh, but then, so you feel pretty good about those. Coming up, when are you going to... What's the real test coming up? Because I don't think it's the Seahawks game. Maybe it is. I mean, they have receivers. They're going to test your defensive backs. It's the Rams. Uh, the Vikings, maybe? Vikings, it's the Rams. maybe? You might win that. You'll Okay, I'm getting there. Give me a second. But... <laughs> but Let's talk about the Vikings game quick. That's a game you could easily win because, well, not easily win, but they're, they lose all the time because they could be up again, like I said, by 10 in the fourth quarter and you'd still win, but they can score. The Vikings can sure as shit score this year. They can run the ball. They can pound it. They can definitely score, but then you're right. It's going to come down to Sunday, 325 on Fox, America's game of the week. Rams at Packers. going to be cold. Well, it's late November. It'll be a little cold. We'll see what that new look Rams team looks like. And if they just house the Packers in Lambeau, maybe the defense isn't for real, or maybe they're just not good against the best of the best. But that's, I think, the game we're looking for, right? That is. Bill, is this defense good? No. Yes. Yes? Yeah, unequivocally. <laughs> Go for it. Tell me. Tell me more. What is the best part about this What's... defense, Billiam? The, the best part? Uh... What's the best unit? I think it's our linebackers. It's the linebackers, which feels weird to say, because I've been waiting a decade for to have any good linebacker, any of them, and now we've got Devondre Campbell, who we literally picked up. Well, I mean, technically, Zadarius Smith was an outside linebacker, like that counts, right? Are you just specifically talking? We're talking like middle linebackers. linebackers. But he's, but he's, he's more of a rush. He's a pass rusher. Well, yeah, but like, so is Khalil Mack is technically a linebacker, which is weird to me. Like he's just a pass rusher. But no one, no one says, oh man, Khalil Mack, he's a good linebacker. They say he's a good pass rusher. I I know. I'm just doing semantics here. I have a question. Um, I have a question. Is it, is this defense being good as simple as, I haven't seen Preston Smith out in the flat covering a wide receiver yet. Very, very likely. Maybe. <laughs> because that those were the most frustrating things under Patton is I would see Preston Smith not pass rushing, being out in the flat, playing cover. And I'm like, dude, is this stuff dude? that like Chuck Pagano was and doing too? I'm like, what are you doing, man? Get Khalil Mack to the damn quarterback. Why is he in the flat? It doesn't make any sense. And always always fifteen yards off yes. too. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I think I brought this on myself when I spent the first couple weeks of the season asking you guys the names of your middle linebackers, and now you know them. <laughs> Chris Barnes had a big game. I know one of them. Oren Burks. Chris Barnes is good. Um. So okay, on the off on the offensive side of the ball with Rodgers coming back like he is without any like practice during the week, is that something that makes you nervous, Bill, or is it like it doesn't no. matter? No. Why, does it, why would it matter? Uh, I don't know. But it seems <laughs> to be like the talk of the town, you know? Really? No, I don't. I have no idea. Bill, I'm just looking for something to talk about. No, Aaron, Aaron no, Rodgers I mean, missing like, a week doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it, it could matter, I guess, if he was, like, physically not in shape. Well, you might not. You might not be. But, well, he passed. I mean, yeah, he passed protocols, and I'm a... I, I would be shocked if the team itself 
you know, didn't give him the okay for anything other than a physical... Well, they would definitely give him the okay, but you never know how the old COVID is going to affect your non-vaccinated body. Well, like, Cam Newton got foggy well, brain for, again, like, half the season after he got it last year. Again, he's immunized, so I think he'll be fine. <laughs> um, he should be okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess COVID could have affected him physically, but as far as I know, he hasn't said, like, oh, man, I'm... This thing's, you know, really kicking me Oh, down. he would never admit that. That's he would never true. say that. He would never be shown wrong and shown up in public. He would never do such a thing. My, my but little boy, Aaron. <laughs> if if that's if that's not a thing that I have to worry about, then no, I don't. I don't think him missing practice is going to be a problem at all. There's there's nothing like. It's not like it's like oh man, he's going to like lose all the consistency with like Devontae or something. It's like or like forget how to do a back shoulder throw or, or whatever. Like it's no, I, but I'm not worried. so let's. Let's move on here because we know that Rodgers is going to be okay most for the most part. So, Mike, you said more guys are coming back, but do you guys know the status of Kenny Clark? He left with a back yes. injury last week. Is he playing? Uh, he So, Kenny Clark, uh, Equimania St. Brown, and um, Eric Stokes are all questionable for Sunday. Yep. Uh, Stokes, Stokes was the only one of the three who was a full participant in practice, so I'm assuming Stokes will play. Oh, so we're just waiting 90 um, minutes before kickoff again? Yeah, probably. Um, I know they they activated Bakhtiari. I, he's doubtful. I I don't think he'll play. I'm assuming he'll they'll at least give him another week to get back into the swing of things. Um, everyone else, Dominic Daphne's doubtful. Kingsley Kiki's doubtful. I think he had to get with concussion. Yep. So What's the status I, of Jair? Have we heard anything? Is he getting shoulder ending, or I mean, season ending shoulder surgery, or is he going to be no, back for like not, the run? He's he was back at practice for the first time. Um, he wasn't participating. He's not getting surgery. Um, I think they're just waiting it out. Just I don't. I think he's getting healthier. I don't know for sure. But I know that he's not getting. I mean, I, they're not going to say a whole lot. I guess I'm just wondering if you've heard anything. The, here, here's here's what here's the uh, the company line. The Packers are extremely hopeful that Jair Alexander and Zadarius Smith will be back for the Packers before the end of the season. Love to hear it. Yeah, I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but they've taken the Mike Brunholzer line of just like never telling you anything about anyone in regards to injury, which I kind of They will tell you what the league requires them to say. It's very annoying because, like, Brooke Lopez is out, has missed, like, all season with a back injury, and they just won't tell us anything else. And it's like, is his back broken? Like, what happened? Like, oh, no, he's just got a back thing. Like, okay, cool. Our defense is suffering. So, the... Bucks yeah, Bucks suck. Um, so the this matchup between the Packers and the Seahawks has always been a weird one. For some reason, I have like odd PTSD uh, about the Seahawks in general. Even though the last couple of Why? times that we've matched up, we've played very well. Uh, we have in here that the home team always wins. The home team Would never you like loses. Some numbers, Michael. Yeah, let, let's do some. Let's do some history. Except uh, we're gonna black out in the same way that I did. Uh, act during the game actually we're not going to talk about 2014 we'll get to that later okay so in 2014 no <laughs> <laughs> leading off so since 20 redacted <laughs> um 
There have been five games, and the home team has won every single one of them. And to no surprise, four out of those five have been in Green Bay. Shocker that the NFL would do such a thing. Is this a conspiracy theory about the scheduling? Did that one land? No. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so the first one post-20 redacted uh, was the very next season. The Packers beat the Seahawks 27-17 to in Lambeau Field. The very next season, this was the worst one. It was 38-10. to Russell Wilson threw five interceptions, if you guys remember that one. I do I remember that game. Oh, yeah. What happened to the Seahawks that year? But they had a tie in their record, so something weird had to have happened. Something was going on. Yeah, it's never good when you have a tie in your season. And then after that one, we had another game at Lambeau. So that's three in a row. Uh, 17 to 9, the Packers win. That game probably sucked. Oh, that's a that was a September game. September game. Might have been an opener. <laughs> that sounds right. And then two years ago was our last one. No, sorry. The last one was a playoff game. We'll get to that one. Uh, the last one was a Thursday game. At Seattle, they won 24 to 27, and what do you know? They finally go back to Seattle and they win a game that was probably not very normal. Came down to a last-second field goal, I'd imagine. And then, if everybody remembers, last year's playoff game that was 28 to 23, Green Bay. It was never really close. I think the Seahawks just sort of started chucking it late, and then they. They ended up, what happened? They got it late, and there was like a third and long, and I was probably screaming about some pass interference that wasn't called, and then they lost. Yeah, Preston Smith had so the sack to end the game. That was when Jimmy Graham got the first down. That was probably not a first down, but we only had the bad game yep, angle. That's and, it. Sides. And the and the the computer generated line that is not an accurate line was not an accurate line. It was like a yard up the field. Yep. It's a pretty great game. Wild that refs continue to be like, well, you know, we have a way we could accurately spot the ball, like the technology exists. No, we're just oh, going to use chain. with the blowing into chain, the mic, Michael. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mike, you just vaped hard into the mic. <laughs> uh, and they're like, yeah, we're just going to spot the ball with our eyes and then use a length of chain to make sure that's Okay, so the okay. I have a thing with that where... I love the chains. I don't care what anybody says about that, but the spotting with your eyes is really what gets the chains all messed up. Like, what's wrong with a perfectly measured out 10 yard link of chains, okay? I love it. I love running the chains out <laughs> okay, to go measure. Sorry, the, chains, the chains itself aren't bad. It's the spotting. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's the spotting, especially when like they immediately just like call it dead and they're just like, yep, first down or like, oh, it's down here and they don't even. Like, Forward progress is a weird thing. It was never, it wasn't very weird back in the 2000s when we just didn't really have too much to say like, well, we could be doing this instead. It was kind of like, ah, well, that's football. It's like week five of the regular season. Like, let's just, let's just move on to the next play. And now we're like, dude. This, this forward progress thing is getting a little out of hand. Like, you just are spotting wherever the hell you want to. I yeah. think these refs are getting big heads. Um, so, before we get into what you're afraid of, uh, I am going to be at this game. I have never been to Lambeau and witnessed a loss, so place your bets accordingly. Well, um, this is the fifth time in six games that they'll be playing this game at Lambeau, so I think that's right. going to be okay. So, Bill, I am going to run and grab my computer charger real quick, and I'm going to have you take the reins and talk to me about okay. our process 
uh, usually when we go to a football game and we're going to see if uh, when I go by myself, when I go on a solo mission, if anything changes. Okay, well, I'll talk to Jeremy because I'll be right back. Him, so I can't talk to you. But The guy whose uh, very specific segments of I'm going to the game, let's talk about it, is leaving us. Interesting. <laughs> so Mike is at his brother's house now in Wisconsin. He's traveled from his home in the deep south, and he is coming to the cold to watch a game. I'm glad he's going into a game where it's getting a little chillier out because that's just how this thing sort of works. The only time we ever went to a game where it was warm out, we won't talk about that one. I gave you guys your redacted. We won't talk about this one. But it just felt wrong, don't you think? You just, I feel like you just have to be freezing and you can see your breath and you have to... I mean, I very much to battle it. the elements. I like to battle the elements. So we're bringing, um, we're bringing uh, a couple Southerners, actually five of them, uh, from South Carolina to the game and we went out to a couple bars last night. They couldn't handle the cold last night and we Coward. may, we may, if you look at the weather, boys, we may be getting a little bit of a snow game. Oh, I have flakes on my weather app in Green Bay. <laughs> I've got flakes. 36 degrees around 10 a.m. Two hours to kick off. Wait, is this a noon game? No, this is a 325 game. Ooh, that's going to be real good. It's going to get dark at like 4.30. They're going to wonder what the hell is going on. Yes. It's going to start to snow a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Their team is going to be losing. Whoa. They're Seahawks fans. Oh, oh are they Packers fans? Yeah, they're Packers or are fans. they just there? No. No, they're Packers they fans. Going if they weren't. Okay. Jeremy, good. you are the only person that we bring to games that is not a fan of our team because we love you. Well, I mean, to be fair, I'm the one that brought you guys the first time. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, so we don't lose when I go to games, so place your bets accordingly. The last thing which I posted about on Twitter, because this is mine, but I want to hear Bill's, and then I want to hear Jeremy's. What are we most afraid of going into this game? Bill? Most afraid of going into this game. I mean... I guess I just have a general afraidness of the Seahawks because I, I mean, even with the whole, the whole like we like kick their dicks in at Lambo every time, like it's just like I don't like playing the Seahawks because of past games. I just like it just always feels uncomfortable to me. Like I'm always waiting for like like okay we're winning. Like even when we're winning, I'm like okay I'm waiting for like the the fake field goal, two-point conversion, right. like, whatever. Like, just, I'm waiting for Pete Carroll to do something, and then the defense just, like, completely falls apart and looks, like, terrified. Um, but I think for this game, um, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I, 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 I don't have anything to be scared of. But with the segment, you have to be afraid of something. Right, I get it. I'm, I'm, I get I'm ruining the theme of the entire segment. You're not right? scared of DK Metcalf. I don't know, man. I mean, I guess he's gonna get his, like whatever. I don't know. I'll tell you what I'm afraid of. He Go. got, he's got, he's got Russell Wilson throwing to him. It's gonna be, he's gonna. I don't know. You're not scared of the Russell Wilson deep ball. Sorry, I, I've ruined, I've ruined, I've ruined this entire thing. I'm Breaking sorry. news: Bill, Bill you, is you not scared of anything. Him. Bill is not scared of anything when it comes to the Seahawks. Just past trauma. I mean, 
I just said I was scared of them generally, but like specifically for this game, there's like nothing that I guess. Just say you're afraid to lose then, just in any way. You're afraid to lose to a team you shouldn't lose to. Sure. <laughs> Jeremy, what okay. are you scared of? Boy, this went over. <laughs> I am afraid that we're going to get this weird Aaron Rodgers where he's just pouty and mean muggy the whole game and he's getting a little bit too excited for completions and touchdowns just because that's exactly what corny-ass Packers fans like Sam Bauer think he's going to do. Well, he's all mad at the woke mob, and he's going to show them by playing really good football, and then if he actually does that, it's just going to ruin my Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> like, just play a normal game and beat them. Don't okay. be a jackass about it. I I just realized I want Aaron Rodgers to get to throw like a big like a deep bomb or something like a big long touchdown, and then instead of doing the belt, he does the the ice in his main cell. I want him well okay <laughs> want and not want. I want him to do nothing, just big like he's just marching down the field like yup I'm all business today. I'm Aaron Rodgers. I'm mad at the wolf mob. <laughs> I want him to just be stoic and do nothing and just. I'm going to beat Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, and, rah, and I'm going to get surly in the press conference after, too. So good. Okay. Uh, Boy, tell me how you really What I am I most did. scared of has been the absolute nightmare that this week is because for some reason, it does not matter that the Packers have dominated the Seahawks in the last couple of matchups. The issue is, is that all I see are video clips of 20 redacted and of the fail Mary. And it just kills me every single time. It is death to my brain. I am so scared of, I'm going to stay off Twitter tomorrow, I think. I like don't want anything to do with any of those highlights. It is horrifying. Mike, we need you on Twitter. You're the only person that gives us game day content. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, Mike, it'll be good that you're in the stadium because then you won't have to oh, see yeah. all the stuff on TV. Oh, my God. That is the best part it's about going to a game. It. You can escape all of the exterior bullshit. You don't get as pissed off at refs for making bad calls. You're just, like, mad at things in general and, like, you're enjoying the game. You don't have to scroll Twitter the whole time. Bill, I mean, Bill texted about this, texted the group about this uh, yesterday. But just leave me alone about the 2014 stuff, dude. I lived it. I've had enough. I've had... Is there not anything else that we can talk about with that? Like, I mean, like, like the NF... It's like every time, every single time the Packers play since then, Packers and the Seahawks play each other, that gets brought up. It's like, really? Like, like we're not bringing up, like... I mean, I mean, are they, do they, I mean, maybe they do, but I don't, like, you know, like, for other games where teams play. I mean, to the NFL fan that point. aren't part of those teams, like, that was, like, that was one of the more memorable and crazy NFC Championship games we've ever seen. Like, to you guys, it's hell. To Seahawks fans, it's, it's heaven. And so, just people, to people like me, well, not me, because I'm just a hater, but to just NFL fans, like, oh, yeah. That was pretty nuts. Like, the Packers really thought they were going to the Super Bowl, and then it gave us a pretty damn good actual Super Bowl, too. Like, it's just all a very memorable two-game stretch. And it's just hell for the team that lost. It's the worst, dude. It's the worst. And I have, like, prided myself on the fact that I have never, ever, ever rewatched a highlight from that game, 
ever. And when it comes on my Twitter timeline, I scroll past it, but I just go back to me texting my parents with a like at an appropriate time. Like I wasn't like I'm not someone who who calls a game over before it's over. Texting my parents like, hey, what do you want to do for the Super Bowl? And then cut to 10 minutes later, me pass out on the floor next to my uh, Aaron redacted doll and the rest of the house, because I was the only Packer fan in the house, the rest of the house bringing down speakers, putting them next to my ears while I'm passed out on the floor and blasting We Are the Champions. It is horrifying. It is the worst. And I just hate playing the Seahawks for that reason. And I'm so scared of it again. So. Yeah, see, you were legitimately Yes, I was actually tortured. It was a bad night for our friend. (laughs) I was uh, thankfully not a part of that. Um, I was at my parents' house. And so I just, I don't even know what I did. I think I remember texting some other my roommates and then just being like sad but mike it was all made up for (laughs) by celebrating tom brady winning another one with yes it was yes it was so um that was the uh, that was the only me too it's the only time i've ever cheered for tom brady i i jumped into jeremy's arms screaming like a child look i'm glad that somebody finally came through for you guys one time i just i'm glad that he did that for you okay that's it uh <laughs> yes, his name his name is Giannis Antetokounmpo, and he's the champion. That is the Packers pregame podcast. You are welcome for listening. Please go follow us on Twitter, Jeremy. Really quick game predictions, just throw one oh, out. Oh, we got to do game predictions. Packers twenty eight, Seahawks twenty one. Okay, uh, Packers twenty one, Seahawks ten. Packers. 22, Seahawks 26. And that is it. That is the Packers. 28. 28, 28. (laughs) We're locking you in at 26, Jeremy. That's it. Has to be 28. Packers, big number. Seahawks, smaller number. All right. Follow us on Twitter, at Packers Pregame. Bill, send us out. Go Pack Go. Do you want do you want to say anything about the Packers? Love it.